This is ARN. Decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts. This is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. I am your squirrel, the host, coming to you from the ARN studios high atop the tallest tree in the Piney Woods. Good to have you with us. It is Tuesday, the 20th day of February, 2024. And this is Squirrel Chatter, a podcast dedicated to scripture, theology, history, current events, and anything else I want to talk about. We webcast every Monday through Friday at 7.30 a.m. Mountain on X, Facebook, and Rumble. And then the podcast is available for download wherever you find fine podcasts. Squirrel Chatter is a proud member of the Christian Podcast Community. Head on over to ChristianPodcastCommunity.com. Check out all the great curated podcasts that are over there. You are certain to find something worth listening to. I guarantee it. Well, good morning and happy Tuesday. Uh, A couple of things I want to touch on before we get going here. I did not mention yesterday during Monday Meandering because I was going long, (laughs) as I often do, um, that Saturday was the third anniversary of Rush Limbaugh's passing. Um, And uh, we have marked that every year since it happened on Squirrel Chatter, and I wanted to bring that up. One of the most astute political analysts of our day um, of, you know, I mean, 30 years on the radio, 30 years with the top rated radio talk show. Uh, uh, Unprecedented. It'll never happen again. It'll never happen again. It's one of those eras there. There are, you know, late night, late night television will never be as good as Johnny Carson. Talk radio will never be as good as Rush Limbaugh. And, and that's just a fact of life that our, our world moves on and, and now it's so, there's, there's no way with the internet and podcasting and, and everything going on, there is nobody who's going to be able to grab an audience like Rush did, um, AM radio in the middle of the day. Everybody listened. Um, I remember back in the day when, when. Restaurants and cafes had rush rooms at lunch so people could go in and eat their lunch and listen to rush. Um, can't tell you how many barber shops I was in during that time period where rush would be playing. Um, just, it, it was a, it was a phenomena. He was a phenomenal talent and, uh, a very brilliant guy. And I am heartened by the fact that some people who knew him well say that he did indeed repent and trust in Christ during that last year of his life when he was struggling with, with cancer, the cancer that took his life. So that is a, that is a heartening thing. Um, uh, the other thing I want to talk about was something that came across, I follow a a breaking 911 account on X and and it's you know it's just the headlines pop up throughout the day different things um from the whole gamut of news you know so there's politics there's weather there's 
you know, all sorts of things come across. And one of the things they cover is celebrity news. And I saw this post come up yesterday. Um, we need to come up with a word for what a post on X is. You know, when it was Twitter, it was a tweet. But now that it's X, and yes, I have consciously decided to start calling it X. I'm working on that in my head. Um, but now that it's X, we don't have a word for what a post on X is called. But anyway, this post came up yesterday, picture of a lovely young lady, and it said that Cagney Lynn Carter, adult film star, had taken her own life at the age of 36. And it just hit me. You know, no clue who this person is. I, I know the names of very, very few porn stars, and they're mostly from the 70s and 80s. Um, but I, I just, it, it's, it's really sad. And, and I got to thinking about it. It just, it struck me. I, I had to look her up on Wikipedia because I knew nothing about her, but I wanted to know more. Um, 36 years old, born in Houston, grew up in the Midwest, died in Ohio. Um, she, uh, was apparently a, a, a cheerleader and a track athlete in high school. Um, very pretty girl. And you wonder what took her down that road. Because I doubt if we went back and talked to 17-year-old Cagney in high school that porn star was her career choice. Um, doesn't look like she got into it until her mid-20s. Um, you know, it was tough economic times, promises of money, you know, drugs and alcohol, what, what drew her into it? We don't know. Um, but you know, heartbreaking. Um, she's just a few years older than my daughter. And it, it just, I look at this young lady and I think this is tragic. She got drawn in to a horribly depraved lifestyle. And according to what I read on, on, on Wikipedia and a couple of the news articles about her death that I looked at last night, like I said, it just, it made me curious. One of the things that I read was that she was no longer making films. <laughs> she was dancing at a strip club. She had gone from one of the top award-winning, they have awards for this, I guess, actresses in porn when she started, to not being able to find work in films and dancing in clubs. Because a mid-30s young lady is not what the porn films want. They want 
young 20-year-olds. And there's a very brief section of time. So by 36, she was too old for porn. And and I don't I don't know if that contributed to her uh, despair that led to her suicide. I don't know any of that. You know, don't don't know much about her other than the few news articles I read yesterday and what's on Wikipedia. But it, it just got me. It, it broke my heart. And, and I'm thinking about this young lady, and I think, you know, all of these young girls, and they're young. I mean, like I said, they're, they're teens and 20s that get pulled into porn. Young, beautiful, promises of money, whatever it is. And it just, you know, it's heartbreaking. Because they get used, their their you know their whole world is to be objectified. Um, they 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 perform basically un, unspeakable sex acts with strangers for film. You know, and and it just it's it, every one of those girls is somebody's daughter, and it 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 really is heartbreaking. And so pornography destroys souls. It destroys the souls of those who make it, and it destroys the souls of those who watch it. All of the studies about all of the problems that occur from habitual viewing of porn, it, it's the, the data's out there. Just Google it. There's it, It's not a good thing. <laughs> it's not a good thing for those who watch it and it's sure not a good thing for those who make it um it, it's it's just heart-wrenching to see the the beauty that is god's design for sex between a husband and a wife to share this intimacy and to to bring in new new life into the world through procreation beautiful and it's twisted to a vile I don't know what you, what to call it but I, I just I saw that yesterday and it just struck me I said you know I don't know this girl I don't know anything about her but I think about all the young ladies I do know the the you know high school athletes I've driven around on my buses best of my knowledge none of them have gotten into this and I, I'm grateful for that but you know if I'd have been the bus driver at this girl's high school I would have driven her to track meets you know I would have driven the football team with the the cheerleaders on the front of the bus you know I would have, I would have known this young lady and 36 years old that's that's a child and and she needed Christ so i guess all of that to say pray for the lost proclaim the gospel you know, 
watch over the people you know. When you see somebody heading down a bad road, say something. They might not listen to you. Chances are they won't. I've had a lot of people blow me off when I've tried to point out something to them along that line. But, you know, say something. Better to say something than not. So, you know, remember this young woman and her family and pray imprecatory prayers upon the industry that sucked all the life out of her, that, that led her to this point of despair. And share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. It needs to be proclaimed. I, I read a, a post on X. We really have to come up with a word. Um, Elon, this is your, your platform. Come up with a word for what a post on X is. Um, Daryl Harrison yesterday, um, one of the pastors at uh, Redeemer Bible Church in Gilbert, Arizona, and a friend of mine for several years, he posted yesterday about how he woke up yesterday with just a burden for our nation, that, that looking at where we are and where we're headed and all of that, and, and he just had a, a burden and and it's a long thread, I won't read it, but he, he was, you know, calling for prayer for our nation. And it's not just the politics and the election this year. It's things like pornography. It's all of that that is, it's all around us. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, you don't have to go to the bad part of town anymore to see an adult film. You just have to pick up your phone. And it's it's poisoning our society. The, the, the culture we're in, you know, it's it's part of the whole the the degradation of God's design for sex is, you know, it's not just pornography, it's the transgender movement, the homosexual movement. It's destroying lives. And it's the culture of death. This is, this is Satan's deception. That if you do these things, you'll be throw off the, throw off the bounds of, of morality and do what you want. No. No. It, it's, it's a lie. It's a lie and it destroys lives. And now it's taken another life. Um, she's not the only porn actress to have taken her own life. Um, because, I mean, how degrading to take something that's beautiful and intimate and do it with strangers on film for other strangers to watch. Um, yeah, it's, you know, but they need the gospel. And they can't, if she had repented, if she had come to Christ, she would have been washed clean. She would have been made new. You know, I mean, it's, it's, 
looking at the the picture that was that that I saw as our uh, you know looking at one of the newspaper or one of the articles online about her death um it had her high school yearbook picture just pretty young girl in the mid 90s you know I, it just it's heartbreaking and and if it doesn't break your heart <laughs> there's something wrong with you um so yeah share the gospel this is one of the reasons it, it's stuff like this is why I'm involved in youth ministry trying to keep people out of stuff like this point them the wrong way point them point them the right way point them keep them from going the wrong way um because I don't want any young person I know to end up like that hopeless used cast aside you know I mean, she was 36 years old and she thought her life was over. Yeah. 36 is young. 36 is really young. I mean, it's not a teenager, but it's not old. When you're in your 30s, you're, you know, still physically. I mean, I have, I have aches and aches and pains in places. I didn't have it even have places in my thirties. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I saw one of those uh, cartoons the other day, a kid that grandpa's talking to the kid who fell out of a tree and he's like, are you okay? He says, Oh yeah, I'm fine. Why do you ask? He says, cause I slept funny three nights ago and my neck still hurts. You know, the old man. <laughs> and, and that's true. You know, that's very true. 36 is, is not old. 36 is young and to think your life is over at that age, just the, the number of the, the statistics on suicide these days, the, the hopelessness that is ravaging the hearts of people, you know, whether they're, you know, the, the teenage suicide rate is way too high. Uh, I mean, one is too many, but it, it's, it's a, it's just a, a sad, so I'm, 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 I guess what I'm saying is that I have a burden for these people who are lost and, and, and we need to get the gospel to them. And, and it's just, it's a, it's a heartbreaking thing. Um, so is it uh, Cagney? Cagney Carter was the name, and apparently that's her stage name. Her real name was Cagney Necessary. That was her real first, uh, real last name. That's an interesting last name. Cagney Necessary. Dead at 36 from suicide. From the hopelessness that was brought on by the porn industry. All right. Enough of that. Sorry for the downer. Um, I just, I, I had to mention it. It it just, it struck me yesterday when I saw that report. Normally I just, you know, the celebrity stuff, I don't even pay attention to, but this was just heartbreaking. This pretty young girl or young woman, you know, older than a girl, but certainly not old. It just just heartbreaking.
All right. What do we got today? We got scripture reading from the Legacy Standard Bible. We have prayers from the Book of Common Prayer. Excuse me. We have a reading from John MacArthur's Daily Readings from the Life of Christ and our study Bible level Bible study in Deuteronomy 28, verse uh, beginning in verse 1 or 29. 29. We're starting in 29. We finished 28 on Wednesday last week. Let us begin our prayer of confession from the 2019 Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we've done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. Grant to your faithful people, merciful Lord, pardon and peace, that we may be cleansed from all our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now our prayer for the reading of the word. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and the comfort of your holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Our scripture readings today are Genesis 49 and Psalm 49. Genesis 49. Then Jacob summoned his sons and said, Gather together that I may tell you what will befall you in the last days. Assemble together and hear, O sons of Jacob, and listen to Israel, your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might and the beginning of my vigor, preeminent in dignity and preeminent in strength. Uncontrolled as water, you shall not have preeminence, because you went up to your father's bed. Then you defiled it. He went up to my couch." Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are implements of violence. Let my soul not enter into their council. Let not my glory be united with their assembly, because in their anger they killed men, and in their self-will they hamstrung oxen. Cursed be their anger, for it is strong, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them amongst Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Judah as for you, your brothers shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons shall bow down to you. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He crouches, he lies down as a lion. And as a lioness, who dares rouse him up? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until Shiloh comes. And to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. He ties his foal to the vine, and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. He washes his garments in wine, and his robes in the blood of grapes. 
His eyes are dark from wine, and his teeth white from milk. Zebulon will dwell at the seashore, and he shall be a shore for ships, and his flank shall be toward Sidon. Issachar is a strong donkey, lying down between the sheepfolds, and he saw that a resting place was good and that the land was pleasant, so he bowed his shoulder to bear burdens and became a slave at forced labor. Dan shall render justice to his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent in the way, a horned snake in the path that bites the horse's heels so that his rider falls backward. For your salvation, I hope, O Yahweh. As for Gad, raiders shall raid him, and he will raid at their heels. As for Asher, his food shall be rich, and he will yield royal dainties. Nephtali is a doe let loose. He gives beautiful words. Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a spring. Its branches run over my wall. And the archers bitterly attacked him and shot at him, and they bore a grudge against him. But his bow remained firm, and his arms were agile. For the hands of the mighty one of Jacob, from there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. From the God of your father who helps you, and by the Almighty who blesses you, with blessings of heaven above, blessed is the deep that lies beneath, blessings of the breasts and of the womb. The blessings of your father have surpassed the blessings of my ancestors up to the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. May they be on the head of Joseph and on the top of the head of the one distinguished among his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he devours the prey and in the evening he divides the spoil. All these, th all these are the 12 tribes of Israel. And this is what their father spoke to them. So he blessed them. He blessed them, every one, with the blessing appropriate to him. Then he commanded them and said to them, I am about to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre, in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought along with the field from Ephron the Hittite as a possession for a burial site. There they buried Abraham and his wife Sarah. There they buried Isaac and his wife Rebekah. And there I buried Leah, the field and the cave that is in it, purchased from the sons of Heth. So Jacob finished commanding his sons, and he drew his feet into the bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. And now Psalm 49. Psalm 49. For the choir director of the sons of Korah, a psalm. Hear this, all peoples. Give ear, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth will speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart will be discernment. I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will express my riddle on the harp. Why should I fear in days of evil, when the iniquity of my supplanters surrounds me? even those who trust in their wealth and boast in the abundance of their riches. Truly, no man can redeem his brother. He cannot give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption price for their soul is costly, and it ceases forever, that he should live on eternally, that he should not see corruption. 
for he sees that even when wise men die, the fool and the senseless alike perish and leave their wealth to others. Their inner thought is that their houses are forever and their dwelling places from generation to generation. They have called their lands after their own names, but a man in his honor will not endure. He is like the animals that perish. This is the way of those who are foolish and of those after them who are pleased with their words, Selah. As sheep they are appointed for Sheol, death will shepherd them, and the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning, and their form shall be for Sheol to consume, far away from his habitation. But God will redeem my soul from the power of Sheol, for he will receive me, Selah. Do not be afraid when a man becomes rich, when the glory of his house increases. For when he dies, he will not take any of it. His glory will not descend after him. For while he lives, he blesses his soul, and men will praise you when you do well for yourself. But his soul shall go to the generation of his fathers. They will eternally not see light. Man in his honor, but who does not understand, is like the animals that perish. This is the word of the Lord. Now our reading from John MacArthur's Daily Readings from the Life of Christ. Today's devotional is entitled, Similarities Between Wise and Foolish Builders. Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Matthew 7, 24 and 26. Dr. MacArthur writes, An important way to discern between true believers and those who merely profess faith in Christ is to consider Jesus' illustration of the hearers and builders. The crucial element to understand is the foundation upon which people build hopes. While there are clear distinctions, there are also some interesting similarities. First, both kinds of builders hear the gospel. They both outwardly recognize the way of salvation. Second, hearing the gospel, both groups build a house, which represents their lives. Each type of builder has confidence that his or her house will stand. Each also believes their manner of living is right and pleasing to the Lord, Christian in form and manner. Third, both parties erect their houses in the same general location. That is, their life situations are basically the same. Perhaps they are members of the same church, hear the same preaching, attend the same Bible study, and have fellowship with the same friends. In summary, so much seems to be alike for the builders Jesus describes. By inference, we could say both live much the same sorts of lives, morally respectable, acceptably religious, theologically orthodox, good supporters and servants in their church, and even good community citizens. But the ultimate outcome of life will be radically different for the two. Ask yourself, how do these similarities cloud people's awareness of spiritual need? What distinctions should be visible and obvious when comparing the lives of believers and unbelievers? All right. 
It is time to resume our study Bible level Bible study of Deuteronomy. We are in chapter 29. And let me begin. The first verse says, These are the words of the covenant which Yahweh commanded Moses to cut with the sons of Israel in the land of Moab, besides the covenant which he had cut with them at Horeb. That should actually be the last verse of the previous section. It is concluding that previous address. We are now coming to the next of Moses' addresses to the people of Israel, because verse 2 starts with, And Moses summoned all Israel and said to them. So the, the first before, going with the blessings and the cursings and all of that, that was the the repeating of or a reestablishment of the covenant between God and Israel um a a resteading a reaffirming of the covenant made at Horab which is another name for Sinai so that verse 1 ends that now let me read the next paragraph and we will actually start Getting into this final address, I think it's the final address. I'd have to go back and look. This next address of Moses. Um, is that everything? I should I should make better notes. Um, but hey, it's a study Bible level Bible study. If you want a deep dive, I actually have several very good commentaries on Deuteronomy that I can recommend to you. Deuteronomy 29, beginning in verse 2. And Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, You have seen all that Yahweh did before your eyes in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh, and all of his servants, and all his land, the great trials which your eyes have seen, those great signs and wonders. Yet to this day Yahweh has not given you a heart to know, nor eyes to see, nor ears to hear. And I have led you forty years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you, and your sandal has not worn out on your feet. You have not eaten bread, nor have you drunk wine or strong drink, in order that you might know that I am Yahweh your God. Then you came to this place, and Sihon the king of Heshbon and Og the king of Bashan came out to meet us for battle, but we struck them down, and we took their land and gave it as an inheritance to the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe and the Manassites. So you shall keep the words of this covenant to do them, that you may prosper in all that you do. So Moses again begins reminding them of all the things that God had done for the children of Israel, namely the exodus, the 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 main thing that the Israelites were to look back upon throughout their history was God's gracious delivery of Israel from slavery in Egypt. That was the milestone that established God's care for the nation. God cares for you so much that he sent the plagues on Egypt and he sent Moses to lead you and took you from slavery, from the land of Egypt. And all through the history of Israel, 
It was looking back to that event. It was God demonstrating his care for Israel. In the same way, we look back at the cross. For God showed his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The cross is the great milestone that we look to to derive our hope and our understanding of God's caring and God's great provision. God provides for our everyday needs, our food, our water. You know, if you ate today, it's because God provided it. If you ate yesterday, it's because God provided it. But even all of that, we know that we are each going to die. So there will be a time when, you know, God will no longer be providing food or drink or shelter for us because we will be gone. But he provided payment for our sins. And that is the ultimate sign of his love. Not the day-to-day stuff he does for us out of his love, but what he has done for us for all eternity. That is the evidence for his love. And that is what we are to look back on when we worship. Just as Israel in the Old Testament was to look back upon the Exodus to give thanks to God and understand God's great care for the nation of Israel, his love for the nation of Israel. And because of that, they were to keep the covenant. The the love of God was to motivate them to obey God. What did Jesus say? If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. (laughs) Verse 10. You stand today, all of you, before Yahweh your God, your heads, your tribes, your elders, and your officers, even all the men of Israel, your little ones, your wives, and the sojourner who is within your camps, from the one who chops your wood to the one who draws your water, that you may enter into the covenant with Yahweh your God and into his oath which Yahweh your God is cutting with you today in order that he may establish you today as his people and that he may be your God just as he spoke to you and as he swore to your fathers, to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob. So this is a time of choosing. This is a time of entering into the covenant. Israel is about to cross the Jordan River and enter into the promised land to take possession of it. Now is the time to pledge themselves to the Lord. What a you know, important time it was in the history of Israel. This is, and it's all of you, you know, all the men, all the women, all the children, the, the, the sojourners among you, Everyone is called to enter into this covenant that this group of people, this great group of people, this overly large family, millions of people all related by blood, would become a nation and a kingdom. Verse 14, he continues, Now not with you alone am I cutting this covenant and this oath, 
but both with those who stand here with us today in the presence of Yahweh our God and with those who are not with us here today. For you know how we lived in the land of Egypt and how we came through the midst of the nations through which you passed. Moreover, you have seen their detestable things and their idols of wood, stone, silver, and gold, which they have had with them. Lest there be among you a man or woman or a family or a tribe whose heart turns away today from Yahweh your God to go to serve the gods of those nations, lest there be among you a root bearing poisonous fruit and wormwood. And it will be when he hears the words of this curse that he will bless himself in his heart, saying, I have peace, though I walk in the stubbornness of my heart in order to sweep away the watered land with the dry. Yahweh shall not be willing to pardon him, but rather the anger of Yahweh and his jealousy will burn against that man, and every curse which is written in this book will rest on him, and Yahweh will blot out his name from under heaven. Then Yahweh will separate him out for adversity from all the tribes of Israel, according to all the curses of the covenant which are written in this book of the law. From the very beginning, no one was a true Israelite who didn't obey God. Paul says this in Romans 9, not everyone who is of Israel is Israel. It's never been the entirety of Jacob's bloodline that has been saved. It has always been an elect from Jacob's bloodline that have been Israel. And so what he's saying is that these, these people that don't believe, these people that reject the covenant, these people that even though they're living in the midst of the land and eating of the fruit thereof, even, even though they, they call themselves Israelites, and even though they may be descended from Israel, if they do not believe God and obey him, if they don't keep the covenant, they're going to be cut off from Israel and all of these curses were to fall upon them. So this is a, an important thing. Um, and all Israel, he says, not only you, but all Israel, all Israel, present and future, was to be bound by this covenant. This is a covenant made with the nation. This is a covenant that was made by those who stood there, not only on their own behalf, but on the behalf of their descendants. And those descendants who disobeyed the covenant would be cut off. So, you know, this is a, a, a very important thing. Um, so we will stop there because I went long before we got started. Um, but here in chapter 29, Moses is calling upon the Israelites to renew the covenant, to pledge themselves to the covenant, remembering what God has done for them in the past, knowing what God has promised to do for them, to come and follow God, believe on Yahweh, who has saved you from slavery, who has delivered you through the wilderness, and who is bringing you into the land.
put your faith in him. And and again, the 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 covenant made at Sinai is not eternal. The covenant made at Sinai was conditional and temporal. The covenant that God made with Abraham, that is the eternal and unconditional covenant. That is all other covenants are subsequent to. The 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 promise of blessing in the Abrahamic covenant is the new covenant of Jeremiah 30. It is the, the covenant by which, you know, the new covenant inaugurated in the blood of Christ at the Last Supper. He said, this is the new covenant in my blood. You know, it, it, it's that new covenant that saves us. But that new covenant goes all the way back to Genesis 12 and the promise made to Abraham. The old covenant that's done away with is the covenant made at Mount Sinai, which was never intended to save anybody. It was intended to point to the need for a savior. And so when we look at the law and we come to understand we can't keep it, even though we try, we can't keep it at all, which means we, we cannot be righteous in ourselves. We need a Savior. And that Savior is Jesus Christ, who lived the perfect life we can't live and then died the death he didn't deserve to pay for our sins. Repent and believe the gospel. All right. Now we will recite our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And the colic for the first Sunday in Lent. Almighty God, whose blessed Son was led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan, come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And, as you know the weaknesses of each of us, let each one Find you mighty to save through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Colic for Peace. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you is eternal life and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, May not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right. And now for the unrepentant, we pray. And we pray this every day. And I always have individuals in mind when I pray it. Um, 
So right now, think of someone you know who is lost. Think of someone you know who is hell-bound and cursed without Christ. And hold them in your mind as we pray this prayer. Merciful God, you desire not the death of sinners, but rather that they should turn to you and live. And through your only Son, you have revealed yourself as the God who pardons iniquity. Have mercy on the unrepentant and those who do not believe. Awaken in them by your word and Holy Spirit a deep sense of their sinfulness and peril. Take from them all ignorance, hardness of heart, and contempt of your word. Grant them to know and feel that there is no other name under heaven given among men by which they must be saved, but only the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so bring them home and number them among your children, that they may be yours forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. All right, folks, that is Squirrel Chatter for this Tuesday, the 20th day of February. The month is winding down. Um, another programming note, a couple of weeks ago I mentioned the review I am working on of a series that was preached at Zootown Church in Missoula, a very heresy-packed um, series of three messages. And I, I am working on that. But as always seems to happen, <laughs> whenever I decide to do some side project, the the life gets really busy. <laughs> um, and And this week is packed full of stuff. Next week, I'm getting ready to go to California, and, and next week is full of stuff. And so I am being honest with you when I say that review is still coming, but it is likely to be after I get back from California. And I'm only pointing that out because I said I was doing it. I'm doing it. It will come out, <laughs> and it will come out sooner rather than later, but not as soon as I had hoped. <laughs> so... So you know um, what's going on there. But that review will be done um, as soon as I get it done. And I will let you know. Um, it will be posted on X, Facebook, and Rumble, and then uploaded to the audio podcast. Um, it's all pre-recorded stuff, so the the quality on on the video quality will be much better than our normal live stream because I don't have the bandwidth to live stream uh, quality video. But if I upload it, it takes a long time to upload, but I can upload high quality video and then set it to uh, stream to um, all of the platforms where you normally find Squirrel Chatter. All right, folks, that's Squirrel Chatter for Tuesday. Have a great day. Remember to do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not do. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. We'll see you again here tomorrow for another episode of Squirrel Chatter. Take care. God bless. Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster.